0: You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. I'm here in the Della Darling headquarters with Dara. So um, something interesting about this episode is that we actually don't have our intern in the studio with us.
1: No, we're having a bit of a romantic evening, just the two of us, just in time for Valentine's Day.
0: Just in time for Valentine's Day, um, we actually sent Nutmeg out on the streets. So we, you know, we had my mom on the podcast last year. It was a really long time ago, I think, in our our second episode to report on The Voice. She was a special correspondent. So Nutmeg's out there being a special correspondent to the snowstorm in Hokessen.
1: Yes, and we did have a bit of a snowstorm today. I know that um, some of the schools were closed and people were working remotely. Um, my day uh, started a little late, and I had time to grab a cup of coffee at Brood Awakenings on Main Street in Newmark and watch the snowfall. It was really relaxing. Um, but now we're kind of back to business as usual, uh, but we're here, sans nutmeg, we have the Delaware home candle burning, and I brought a, bo- a bottle of bubbly from Moore Brothers in Charlie Square.
0: You did, and uh, we're, you know, sometimes we record out of order, you guys. I don't know if this is a this is a behind-the-scenes spoiler, but sometimes we record our guest interview and then we record the intro, mm-hmm. and that is what we did tonight. So um, I've actually already popped the bubbly twice, and we are, <laughs> we are drinking, um, and actually I should say this, you can hear it on the interview part of the recording, so you know the, the popping of the bubbly, the bubbly was, was, was popping, I don't know, um, but we are drinking this La Cravantine, which looks like it is a Methode traditional, some kind of, I don't know if that's Italian or French wine. Um, it's French it's French okay so Dara Dara tells me it's French it looks like yes it was imported by something that appears to be French um, and is actually in Moorestown New Jersey so this is coming to us via France and Moorestown
1: well I think that's that's because that's where anyway um, you should go to Moore Brothers for the full details so um, if you're not already familiar with them um, Moore Brothers is a great local wine store um, right in the heart of Trolley Square Um, I know that Buying wine, at least for me, can be a bit intimidating. Uh, you know, I, I've heard some people just go and they pick based on the label on the bottle. Um, right here,
0: right here, you're right looking there, at yeah.
1: her. Um, so at Moore Brothers, they regularly have tastings where you can just sample um, the, some of the wines that they've selected for the day, or they bring in um, some of the winemakers for special events. Um, and their staff is really friendly. They'll They'll ask you what you're having for dinner, what you like, what you don't like, um, and just take you around the store and say, like, this is my favorite thing this week. Um, So that's what I do when I go there. Um, And then uh, this wine that we were drinking tonight, um, it was on special um, for the tasting um, this past weekend. So I picked up a bottle and I thought it would be great to have, um, given that the guests were bringing to you this episode. She's someone that we don't know too well personally, but we know pretty well on social media. And from what I can tell, she has excellent taste and is always um, finding new adventures to eat and drink um, in the Wilmington area. Diamonds in the rough of Delaware. Yeah, so um, we'll be coming at you with this episode with some food and drink tips. And if you are curious about Moore Brothers, they do have a couple in-store tasting events that are special coming up um, Sunday, March 3rd, March 10th, and March 31st. And if you want some more information on that, you can check them out on social media. But for now, is there anything else you want to catch up with, Emily? I do.
0: You know, I've been up to a lot of things. I have been up to a lot of things. So last we talked, I was headed to bowling at the main event. And since we talked, I have gone bowling at the main event. So it was a really fun night. Um... You guys heard me talk about, I think, on the last couple episodes, I was doing Whole30. So I couldn't really eat any of the food at this event or drink any of the alcohol. But I have to tell you, I'm I'm considering main event for like a little 28th birthday party kind of thing. And maybe something else. We'll see. Um, But they looked like they had great food. They had great alcohol. Bowling was really fun. Great time with good company. So definitely recommend that. And then last weekend, um, I sort of got a last-minute invitation to dinner at El Toro, which everyone knows is one of our favorite, favorite places to stop by. I
1: haven't been there recently enough.
0: I know. It's so good, Dara. We really got to go. So I had dinner at El Toro, and then I went to live music at Oddity Bar, and there were two different bands that played, and no, I don't remember either of their names. But um, it was a really fun night out. I went with a few... Friends, I guess they're friends now. Um, People from the News Journal. We've talked about our friend Meredith a number of times. And then a few other people were there as well. You guys actually met Christina and Jeannie on last week's episode. Or, sorry, last month's episode at this point. And um, it was actually really nice. I got to spend a little more time with Jeannie, getting to know her. And um, it was a great, great night out. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you were out. I stayed in. Um, We've talked recently on the podcast that, like, Delaware is kind of in the national. Or there are, like, different spots spider webs of Delaware in the national media, um, like a connection to House Hunters, a connection to Fantasy Island.
0: So for those who don't know, there was a couple from North Wilmington on House Hunters, and um, there is someone who works in my same office building who has made it onto Temptation Island. And so um, y'all should reach out to James and let him know you want him on the podcast.
1: Yeah, and then there was also a connection to um, the Fire Festival documentaries. Um, I watched the one on Netflix. There's also one on Hulu Hulu. I think that you've seen both of them, Emily. Um, and the connection is that uh, one of the marketing professionals that was involved in promoting the Fire Festival, Fire Music Festival, um, is the son of the mayor of Wilmington.
0: Yes. So I have actually seen both of them twice. I watched Netflix, Hulu, Hulu, Netflix. So I have it all covered. You're well versed. Um. So a few connections here. One, Mick Perziki works for Jerry Media, which was um. Involved in a few ways. One, they were part of the social media marketing team for the Fire Festival and they also produced the Netflix documentary. So make of that what you will. Um, And then just to give you guys on the flip side, the Hulu documentary actually featured interviews with Billy McFarland, who was sort of the founder, creator, organizer of Fire Festival. Um, But they did pay him for that interview. So just so you guys have an understanding of sort of both sides Mm -hmm. of how those came about. Um, One other connection, Billy McFarland and I both went to Bucknell in the same freshman class. I did not know him. I have no more to say on the subject. (laughs) Um, We never met. Mm -hmm. And if we did, he was forgettable. I don't know. Um, And then the third big Delaware connection that I know of is that um, he, as in Billy McFarland is now dating a woman named Anastasia Aramenko, and she is like an international model person, person. I don't really know. Um, but she, for, she's Russian, I believe. And when she first came to the United States, she actually lived in Delaware and got a degree from Goldie Beacom before she moved to New York and met him and have fallen in love and I don't think so I on. knew about that. So now, now, you know, those are, those are the three big Delaware connections.
1: So obviously this is very much in like the cultural zeitgeist right now. Um, But then I was intrigued by the Delaware connections. Uh, But then watching the documentary on Netflix, what kind of struck me was I was kind of doubly impressed that we, that Delaware, the state is able to have. Um, Firefly Music Festival here in that they're really, from watching the documentary, you can see that there really is kind of this convergence of space and industry and facilities that needs to come together to create um, like a a perfect location. I agree. Um, A lot of people don't, they think about the final
0: product and they don't think about the road to get there. And that's not just true of music festivals. It's true of pretty much everything in life. Um, and I definitely see that when you're looking at the fire festival documentaries compared to firefly. Something I will note though, is that firefly is produced by essentially music festival producers and not Ja Rule and a guy <laughs> who promises the world. To everyone? Yes. Um, so we definitely have like a different aspect of who is making those promises.
1: I have an appreciation for all of the work that Agreed. goes behind creating these Agreed. major events.
0: They market themselves more as a place where you're going to pitch your own tent and participate in the festival. And it's not going to be this luxury resort feel. And so that's really different than the fire Festival. And I think um, it's more realistic and more attainable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, the woodlands aspect of it.
0: Yeah, right. It's being hosted at the woodlands, not a remote de- uh deserted Your own island. island. Right. Yeah. So, it's just a more realistic event and put on by people who know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. So, I am kind of intrigued by the the behind the scenesness of it all. Um and then I, I hope that we're going to coming up we're going to be talking about some some inside scoops and some inside takes on what um what the the average person likes to do in
0: What the average person loves to do in Wilmington, I agree. I think, um, you know, our guest Susan Sauter at Sue Saut, S U E S A U T on social media. um, She's a a fairly recent transplant, but I think she's probably put more roots down in Delaware than many native Delawareans have. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that's something that we're going to get into this whole like tourist mentality of really appreciating where you are and like. When you're on vacation, you're not going to spend every day in your hotel room. So if you're living in an area,
0: why are you spending
1: every day in your house? Yeah.
0: I completely agree, Dara. And so with that, I think it's about time we bring Susan on. Hi, Susan. Hey, how are you guys? Good. We're so excited to have you on. You have been a much anticipated guest.
2: I'm excited to be on, on this wonderful snowy day in Delaware
0: it is snowy um i know a lot of people were a little concerned about the roads i was out there but i did just get an update that my workout class for tomorrow morning has been canceled so i'm gonna have to figure out how to get my
2: bonus
0: (laughs) well i'm gonna have to get my calorie burn in though
1: um, so Sue, to start things off, um, Emily and I, I think, have both been following you on social media uh, pretty much since you arrived in Delaware. I'm not sure exactly how you got on our radar at this point, um, but could you introduce our could you introduce yourself to our guests to our listeners?
2: Sure. Um, my name is Susan Sauter. I am a newly minted first stater. That's how I refer to myself moved to Delaware, hard to believe it's almost a year ago now. So it'll be a year in April. And I moved from the suburbs of Pennsylvania, I was looking to come to a city, come back to the city. So I'm here now and having a really good time being here.
1: I love that you mentioned you arrived in April, because we've been catching people up on the podcast and what it's all about. And we started in April. Yeah, so we share a one year
0: anniversary. And, um, you know, Susan, I don't know if you know this, but we like to call our listeners Delaware enthusiasts. Um, It's a term we coined early on, maybe even in our first episode. And um, would you say that you are now a Delaware enthusiast?
2: I would definitely consider myself a Delaware enthusiast. I also find that people who live here and have lived here for a long time, are surprised at how much I've been able to do and learn about uh, in the short time I've been here. So I think I would get an A plus for enthusiasm.
0: That's so great. Um, Actually, one of the things that we were talking about earlier this evening was discovering Delaware as a tourist. So the idea that we obviously grew up here and we have all of our favorite spots from growing up, but now as adults, we're sort of exploring it and experiencing it in a new way. And Dara brought up that she likes to think of visiting Delaware as if she were a tourist. And so um, I imagine that's maybe is what you felt like in your first year here. I
2: think that's a really good analogy. I... Like to visit all places as a tourist. So uh, in my line of work, well, a past job I had, I traveled a lot. I was in two cities a week practically. And I always found that seeing things as a tourist is a really great way to get an overview of the city and what's happening. And then you can kind of dig deeper. You get to meet people if you start as a tourist and then they will turn you on to different things. And I would say that that is exactly how I approach things. I would pick up brochures or, again, you know, Instagram. You guys know I love Instagram. I follow you guys. Uh, I use that all the time to learn about different areas and different
1: places to go. Yeah. So I want to take us back to a little bit before you moved to Delaware. Um, And one way that your name might be familiar to some of our listeners um, is that you were featured in an article um, for town square Delaware and the headline was dear Mr. Mayor Convince me to move to Wilmington. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to read a couple graphs from it um, that you and your husband, Michael were empty nesters. You were looking to relocate from suburban Philadelphia. Um, and then the next line. So Susan Sauter did what most people would. She wrote the city's mayor asking him to sell them on the move to Wilmington. Dear mayor Przicke. Your email began. My husband and I are considering relocating from the Philadelphia suburbs to Trolley Square. I have read a lot of blogs and online statistics about the crime rates in and around the Wilmington area. I'm looking to get a sense from you about how you and your team are working to make Wilmington safe and any insight you can provide around your goals to continue to revitalize the city. Is moving to Trolley Square a good investment? If I become a community member, what opportunities will there be for me to help to strengthen the community to make it the best it can be? And I think that this is interesting, but then I was also sort of surprised because um, the article says that you did what most people would, but I don't think a lot of people would consider um, emailing the mayor. So what made you think to do this?
2: Well, I I think that the author, Christy, was being a little tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, So... I think that that's just kind of my personality. I'm a problem solver. I was up late at night trying to figure out how do I get the answer that I need. And I think that you ask the people who can provide you that answer. And I'm just the type of person that feels like everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. So why not just go to the top? I figured he would be the best person that could answer that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, you know, nothing ventured nothing gained. Did I know that he would respond to me and respond to me so personally and so, so well thought out in such a well thought out way? I definitely did not. So that was a pleasant surprise. And again, you know, you know plus in the move corner,
0: move to Delaware mm-hmm. corner. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, the response was from Mike Perziki, correct?
2: Yes, and it was funny, too, because he let me know that right off the bat, it came on a Sunday morning, and he specifically said, this is not someone in my office that's responding. This is me responding to you. And I felt that he really understood that it was a big decision for me to move here, and that I might have touched a cord for him to reach out to me to respond in such a way. And it it again it couldn't be more appreciated that he did so.
1: Was it difficult to find his email or to get in contact with the mayor's office?
2: No, not at all. That's a that's a, a great thing about Wilmington that I've found whether it's reaching out to the mayor, or when I first moved here and I had a million, excuse me, boxes that I needed to get rid of, how do I dispose of them, call up the trash collection uh, hotline, or I can't think of the exact name, but, you know, an individual picks up the phone and says, sure, I'll be happy to schedule the pickup. So that was great, you know, very personal, or when I had questions about how to ride the art loop. When I wanted to do that, I emailed the person in charge of cultural affairs and she put me right in touch with the person from out and about who's now managing that. So everyone's been super responsive and you just can find everything on the website and there's real people behind the emails and the phone numbers that are posted.
1: I think that's such a great reminder that on the podcast, we talk a lot about getting involved And sometimes getting involved takes raising your hand and saying, I have a question, can you help me? Because a lot of times
0: other people also have that
1: question. Um, And sometimes that
0: means it gets added to an FAQ or um, you're just able to share that knowledge. Mm
1: -hmm. So um, moving can be very overwhelming and you're you're talking about boxes and trash collection. Can you take us through a little bit about what it was like those first couple weeks in Delaware? Like when you moved in, were you like the first night you wanted to go out to dinner, or did it take you a little bit of time to venture out?
2: Uh, That's a great question. I think because I travel so much, I'm used to things not being the same. So I don't have a lot of trouble adjusting to new places. So, no, it was not difficult. My first night out, I went to Kid Chalene's, which is right around the corner. and It's a great choice. Yeah. Great nachos. Get the small, if you're eating by yourself. <laughs> the small is a large in any other establishment. But had a wonderful meal there. And, you know, again, nice to be in an area where I can... walk to things versus being in the suburbs where you have to get in your car to go everywhere. So, you know, kicked off a wonderful April in Delaware. It's, I can't think of a more beautiful place than Delaware, you know, riding up and down the different routes, um, which I'm still learning, but I think Route 100 and 52, you know, the different routes that you can drive, it's still so... There's still so much open land, and it's still so beautiful to see the trees blossoming, and just the you know it looks like a, an Andrew Wyeth painting, right? It looks like all the paintings that you've seen. So, from spending you know April going to Kid Chalene's my first night, and then going right to Opera Delaware, I got to see the Puccini Festival, and had my first visit to Hagley, and. Again, going back to what you uh, mentioned, if you don't raise your hand or if you don't you know, engage, you, you don't get as much out of an experience. I had a person here in my home that was helping with uh, a repair, and we just got to chatting, and he tur- gave me a, a big you know, good tip of, hey, not too far away is the Conowingo Dam. Now it's not in Delaware, but again, another great thing about Delaware, you're, you're in such close proximity to a lot of neat things, a lot of different uh, states and places to go. So I actually took a trip down to Conowingo and went and had a nice drink and port deposit, you know, so just so much to do. And that was just my first month here. And then every month, uh, subsequently, I just plan and look at what's happening and and just jump in and try to get involved.
1: I think it's sort of funny that you mentioned kids to leans because I'm pretty sure and Emily can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Emily that you're in like a consistent group text with your family about where to find the best burger in Wilmington? Yes,
0: yes. They're um, actually, they're probably not famous on the podcast yet, but my Uncle Mike and Aunt Dawn, shout out to them. (laughs) Um, My cousin goes to school at Westchester and they live in South Jersey. So Wilmington is kind of the... The, you know, we helped Maddie move into her new apartment. Let's, let's see if Emily wants to meet up for a little happy hour on Saturday mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so we often go to kids just because they have a lot of really great apps and we kind of get a few different things for the table. Um, but they like Kid chalines for burgers. Dead Presidents has really pulled ahead in the rankings. And I like 8th and Union.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that sounds familiar to what I've, so, I've heard about
0: polling um, people on best. Yeah, burgers. I think I think all good. But um, Sue, so we actually have this as a note. For discussion today, Susan. I'm sorry. We're we're gonna. I promise we're gonna call you Susan. We know (laughs) on social media for everyone, in case you wondered, she is at Sue Saut S U E S A U T. Um, And so in in coordinating this and chatting, Dara and I have been calling you Sue, but you told us it's Susan, and we're we're gonna get there. You've got it on the screen for us. We're we're really we're gonna get there. Um, But Dara had had texted me a few days ago, and I kind of wonder where this came from. But what my favorite Delaware nickname was, um, and I said I was partial to the first state and the diamond state. And the diamond state um, was actually given to Delaware by Thomas Jefferson. And he said, or supposedly, he said it was because Delaware was a jewel among states because of its strategic location. So you were saying, you know, Delaware is, and Wilmington especially, is in the middle of it all, which is Wilmington's tagline. I get it. I know. I pulled it all in there. Um, (laughs) But Dara came up with a couple other nicknames for Delaware.
1: Okay, so I have to I have to give a little bit of backstory. Um so those who don't know, um, we're always encouraging people to follow us on social media because the podcast is more than just an hour audio episode that we bring you. There's also a website, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and Emily is very much the voice of Della Darling um on Instagram, but then Twitter is kind of my arena. And um, The other day, I saw a tweet from um, Epic Marketing, um, who I'm connected with, and they were retweeting someone that, like, it was like a, a, did you know that Delaware actually has four state nicknames? And I was thinking about content, and I was like, well, this would be really fun to retweet, but, like, I've got to personalize it somehow. And... So I texted Emily, I said, what's your favorite nickname out of all of the four? Um, And we actually did have a little involved discussion um, ranking the four. So if you're not familiar, um, Delaware is known as the First State. It is known as the Diamond State. It is known as the Blue Hen State. And it is also known as Small Wonder. And,
0: and you forgot the fifth nickname, which is in any text message that I ever send. I call it The Great State, and all three of those words are capitalized. <laughs> I,
1: that wasn't included on the government's website. Oh, they just don't know what's good. Yeah, so um, Susan, uh, I like Diamond State and Small Wonder um, in part because I am a small person, and also because is a small wonder. I am a small wonder. And I think that diamonds are kind of, you know, they're small, they're shiny, they're pretty. Um, so those are my, fi- my two favorite. Um, do you, since now you're a, a one year in the making Delawarean, do you have a favorite state nickname?
2: Uh, I think I like small wonder as well, but it is definitely a gem. And I think with all the beauty that surrounds you every day here, uh, people just don't realize what's here. And it's it's not just the beauty from a nature perspective, but there's so much culture. There's just so much here that makes it a, like a gem, makes it very special. So I think mm-hmm. both of those.
1: Yeah. And that was something that you also mentioned in your letter to the mayor, that you um, you said you wanted to live in a vibrant community that offers culture, a sense of fun, um, and specifically, like, did Trolley Square have that?
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say, you said, does Trolley, does Trolley Square and the Wilmington area offer that? So let's let's turn your own question around. You've been here almost a year. Does Trolley Square and the Wilmington area offer that?
2: I think you guys know the answer to that, absolutely, <laughs> right? I mean, well, um, we,
0: we may be a biased group,
1: yeah.
2: Well, I think that you're an educated group to, because you make yeah. the most of Of it. I I see and actually find cool things to do from your post. So you guys turned me on to the St. Anthony's Italian Festival. So that was really fun. Did Uh, you have a
0: panzerati?
2: I had a, um, oh my gosh, the drink. What was the drink? The Bellini. So you know
0: what's good. You know, you go up the steps, you go down the steps, you get the Bellini. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not everyone knows.
2: That was a really good tip. We searched for it, we found it. Uh, I I think the thing is, it, you have to make a decision about you know what you're looking for. If you want crazy busy, uh, you know a, a metropolis like New York, it's you're not going to find that in Delaware. But if you want intimate and small, where you can meet people and really make connections, I think Delaware is the place for that. So I can think of a, a couple good examples like. I joined Delaware Art Museum and was able to take a watercolor class. And I can actually, you know, paint an apple or a pear right now and really enjoyed the class and all sorts of things that happen there. I can run up the street and take in a concert or some new uh, exhibit and you get to meet people by doing that. And... Again, talking about Hegley, they have film screenings, not screamings, but screenings. <laughs> so I, I got to see uh, a last year they had uh, the screening for bombshell with the director, and that was really cool. So getting those very intimate uh, experiences you're, you're not going to get you know 40 or 50 or 100 people in, in, if you're in New York or Philly going to be many many more so the fact that you get to have the experiences but it's more intimate i think for me personally i really enjoy that better than Mm -hmm. you know huge crowds you know any of the places that you go whether it's uh the theater or if you're going to the grand there's not a bad seat you know you don't find that I, i just went to the met in philly the new uh theater this past weekend and i literally had a big pole in front of my seat i had to stand up to watch the show you're not going to find that in any of the venues here
0: and we have so many great venues i um i always feel blessed because obviously we have the grand we have the baby grand the playhouse the queen and now we have 76ers Fieldhouse too
2: mm-hmm. and um i was gonna say have you guys been there
0: um, we haven't yet. Um, I actually had hoped to go. They had their sort of opening night game. And I, I was kind of on the fence. I have a lot on my plate with work right now. And so I was like, you know, we'll, we'll see that evening. If the tickets are available, I was meant to go. And they were not. They actually had sold out their first game, which was really exciting. Um, and they have a concert coming up in, uh, I guess, next weekend. <laughs> Um, and I wish I could go to that, but my cousin is having her baby shower that day, so the stars are not aligning for me.
1: But, um, speaking, speaking about theater, that reminds me of something that I saw on Delaware Online, um, the other week. I don't know if either of you saw it, but, um, there was a Delaware actor who was portraying the Captain Hook character in Finding Neverland, uh, the Broadway tour that passed through the Playhouse, um, on Rodney Square. Um, so it was a, a 26-year-old graduate of Dover High School. Um, it was Connor Mac- McGiffin. Um, and so he's, he's been on five national Broadway show tours um, since graduating from Michigan University in 2014. And um, now he was coming back to perform in Wilmington in, in his home state. And there was a really good quote in the article profiling him for Delaware Online And he said, I gotta thank the entire state of Delaware for building my artistic future. If it, um, if it, and then he he said that if it hadn't been for some of the local opportunities like Delaware Theater Company, Opera Delaware, um, Children's Theater of Dover, um, he he wouldn't be doing what he was doing today. Um, And then also, even better than that, for our listeners, um, it was a short tour, so we've missed it now. But, but, but you know, we, we value a dollar. And
0: so we always like to give you guys good deals or ways to find the deals that we do.
1: Yeah. So on like Tuesday, I saw the article. And then on Wednesday, I got an email from Playhouse on Rodney Square that they were doing a 24 hour buy one, get one um, ticket deal. And I think the code they were using was something like enter hook at checkout, and they were sharing these, these stories about a local actor performing in the show. So I love seeing that um, kind of connection of like local news, local actor, visiting show, and then here's the deal to get you in the door and see it in your own city.
0: Yeah, and it's a good reminder, and Susan, I would bet that you are somebody who has done this, and you said you do on Instagram, but when you follow these arts organizations or museums or whatever you're interested in on social media and you subscribe to their email list, that's where a lot of their discount deals or... Um, pre-sale tickets will show up. And so sometimes you can just guarantee that you're going to get a good seat. And sometimes you are just getting a great deal. And so um, we always encourage people to follow their favorite businesses, follow their favorite artists and art organizations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on email where Dara gets a lot of her deals.
2: I think that's a great tip because it's true.
1: Yeah, Um, so before we brought you on Sue, we uh we uncorked popped actually i think it was officially a pop we we popped a bottle of um wine from Moore brothers and that got me thinking that often on your instagram feed i'm seeing photos from good food and drink places around town Um, i was wondering if you could kind of take us through some of your favorite places to go out um, on a friday night or i guess really any night
2: uh sure well some can I do take-in as well sometimes I oh, absolutely. It. We, yes
0: we love we love a good take-in
2: mm-hmm. uh, okay I'll start with two take-ins so Scalesa's would be one of my top take-in places can't beat their food it's just wonderful and you can usually make it last for two meals unless you're super hungry so their lasagna is my favorite I'm sure you love Scalesa's
0: I have actually only been there once, um, but but I, I sometimes have this saying, like, so many restaurants, so little time, um, and so little funds, right? I have to sort of balance how frequently I eat out with both my time, the calories, the cost, but I loved Scalesa's the one time I was there.
2: Well, one of the things that I love is that they started to do DoorDash here in Delaware now.
0: Oh, uh, so. It- It has been a game changer. I am, I actually just last week had a lunch date with a friend and we were discussing sort of our schedules and we decided the easiest thing would be for me to pick up takeout, meet him at his office and we just have lunch. And so I was able to grab to go from Harvest House because now we have all the different DoorDash and and everything options, which is great. So Mm -hmm.
2: that was great. So I love Scalassus for takeout. And then Again, talking about a deal, one of my favorite deals is that tuscana you can get a 3 any anti-pasta for $10, so that's a really great deal, so I like to go over there, you mentioned More Brothers, I can stop in, get a bottle of bubbly, stuff over at Tuscana, get their three for 10 and then a nice little lemon meringue tart, and that's what I like to do, or kind of what I did a lot in the summer, I could just have a nice... Lovely any pasta. So those are two good take-in places. Uh, of course, Delacour from a breakfast and pastry perspective, that is tops of the tops. Uh, they one of the best bakeries I've ever uh, experienced. Unbelievable croissants. So that I'm a big fan. If you you guys know that if you follow my Instagram.
0: Um, we do. And we actually have had the owner Gretchen Sayani on the podcast. She's um, been a friend of ours for many, many years. Mm -hmm. So we love that. And actually, so we've only met you in person once. Um, and I believe it was at an anniversary party at Delacour. You were, you were there as a a frequent patron and Gretchen had invited us as good friends. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice to meet you in person. And, um, it sort of spurred us to make sure we included you as a guest um right now actually.
1: Yeah, and I think that that was I, I think you might have mentioned it when we um met Oh, Emily just popped the wine again. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I <did>. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but I think you mentioned when we met in person that something that you really enjoyed about being in Delaware and the Wilmington area specifically was that you were making these personal connections with people. I mean, it's not everywhere you go that you end up getting to know the owner of a restaurant or end up getting to know, um, you know, an employee of a store who can then make you personal recommendations and knows your likes and dislikes. There is a very, um, personal connected aspect to it. Is that right?
2: Absolutely. And I, I think that that's something that I've heard over and over again that people in Delaware it's it is small so people all know each other so it's interesting uh, when uh, we were talking before earlier where we you were talking about um, a photographer that you know and you mentioned the name and you guys all know who that is right you would mention a name where everyone knows them so that's a, a small town uh, aspect where people know who is the best photographer or, or maybe not best, hopefully the best, but, you know, someone who's very well known or, you know, the, the restaurant owners, everybody seems to know everybody, which is, which is really nice. It's, it makes it very personal. So those, those are a couple restaurants I love. Um, just, to, I was just going to run down the rest of my list. I already mentioned kids, Chalines I like that. I like La Fia. Bardea mm-hmm. is a great one. I like Stitch House, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Square Oyster House, and I've been to Walter's a couple of times if you just want that steak fix. And then I have enjoyed the Columbus Inn Happy Hour. Again, if you are looking to have a nice little outing and not spending, spend a lot of money, you can have a delicious little happy hour at Columbus Inn. So those are a couple of the restaurants.
0: So I love the Columbus Inn Happy Hour. It's the 369 Happy Hour for those who don't know. Dara's (laughs) laughing. She must not know. So for those who don't know, they have pretty good deals on drinks. I think it's a dollar off drafts, a dollar off house wines, and one or two dollars off rail drinks, something like that. So they have pretty good drink specials. But the reason it's called the 369 is that they have $3 plates, $6 plates, and $9 plates um is this not
1: a song is this not like three six nine damn she's fine it might be but i don't know okay unconnected Uh,
0: yeah unrelated um but the three six nine happy hour i mean actually i think they just took the fish tacos off the menu pretty recently but it was six dollars for like three fish tacos at columbus inn it was crazy um, and I actually have a happy hour coming up next week <laughs> at Columbus Inn.
1: You know what? One of the ideas that we've tossed around a lot is doing some sort of like casual happy hour meetup. Yes. With, you know, just putting it on the podcast that we will be in this location at some point. So maybe there will be a podcast where we announce we're going to be at Columbus Inn for the 369.
0: Well, I'll be there Thursday the 21st <laughs> with the 80 Pie Alumni Club of Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> So if you want to come meet some other 80 pies or me, or just enjoy the three, six, nine happy hour, we'll be there five to seven.
2: It's worth it. So go (laughs) because the food is great. And every, again, and you know, the bartenders are great. Mark is one of the bartenders there. He's great. And you can tell that there's a lot of regulars that go there. So it's, it's fun. It's worth it. Mm
0: Um now Susan, my other favorite thing about Columbus Inn is their brunch. Have you had the chance yet? I have not. So tell me about it. Oh my goodness. So I, when you when you think of br- brunch and you've got like the carving station and you've got all the eggs and all you've got all the things, Columbus Inn, they just do it best. Um and I love because you can go um, they, I think they do take a break during the summer. But last last year, I was there. I would say in May or April, um, April or May timeframe. Uh, I believe last year, maybe the year before, with one of my girlfriends, and it was so perfect. We had our mimosas, and you can actually sit out on the porch. And so it's just such a nice atmosphere, um, and. Their brunch is just unmatched. I, I, don't know, I don't know what else to tell you. They've got the full brunch buffet. Everything is there. They have bloodies, mimosas, bellinis, everything.
2: You're making me hungry.
0: <laughs> well,
1: you know, that happens a lot in
0: Wilmington.
2: Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of good food.
0: We have a lot of great food.
1: Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot about what you like about Wilmington. Um, but I'm kind of curious... And I, I, don't, I don't mean this in a, in a negative way. I mean it more in just a, a curious way. What are you waiting for? What, now that you've got some experience and you know your way around, Like, what are you still looking for?
2: Um, I think that, well, we can start with the eating and drinking since we spent a lot of time talking about eating and drinking. Why <laughs> not? One thing I really miss is the BY there's no BYO culture or very little BYO culture here and it's mm-hmm. super it's a it's a huge change for me from being in Pennsylvania where you know there were tons of BYOs and that really changes things to not have that for me personally so for instance can't just go down to you know Delacour or go to uh, Scalesa's and take a, a bottle of wine and it to me it doesn't make sense I, I know that it's a hot button topic and uh, people are really divided on this but I feel like for a city environment having these restaurants, local restaurants are super important when you want to keep a city vital and be bringing people like myself, you know, a empty nester wanting to come back into the city to experience it. You want to have that array of places to go. And I think, you know, BYO is a great way to go. So what do you guys, do you guys have any comments on that? I'm curious uh, about your thoughts on that.
0: I do. Um, so there actually is no BYOB in Delaware. Um, that. Our, our liquor laws are very interesting and I think different than a lot of other places. So um, we do have various types of liquor licenses. So obviously a restaurant, um, we don't have BYOB. And then we do have something called a tavern license. So what that means is that they only sell alcohol but no food. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the famous taverns, um, people will know of famous Dave's. We Mm -hmm. used to go to famous Tom's and Hokesson And I always liked when we would sit next to the Tom Brady
1: poster. I thought we'd like to sit next to the other Tom who now I can't remember.
0: I don't know, but Tom Brady is shirtless there. And so whatever we may all think about him as a football player or cheater or whatever, I like sitting next to shirtless Tom Brady at the bar. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: I'll remember that. It's just
0: how it is. Um, And so you go those places and they don't have any kitchen. So it's actually BYOF, you can bring your own food, which I have been known to bring in my nachos, order in a pizza, Um, Mm -hmm. And so I do like sort of the taverns. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, we don't have BYOB. I think it's definitely something that hurts our community. I know there are definitely a lot of people who will sort of debate going to State Street and Kennett Square or coming into Wilmington for dinner. And they'll choose State Street because it is BYO at a lot of their restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I like going there. They have good food. Um, There are a number of great restaurants there that are BYO. And I like to take advantage of them. Um, but one liquor law we do have going for us is our, um, driving law actually. So obviously if you're the driver of a vehicle, you can't be drinking, but if you're the passenger, you can drink in the state of Delaware, which is a pretty lax law compared to most places. And, um, I mean, I don't drink behind the wheel, you guys, all right? Like, I'm I'm pretty responsible. (laughs) But I do like that if a bunch of us are going up to Philly for the evening or even just in Wilmington or going down to Newark and I maybe was having a glass of wine before I left, like, I can just take it in my to-go cup and Dara can drive me while I finish my wine.
1: For the record, I'm not sure this has ever actually happened, but I'm pretty sure I've heard Emily give this talk before about how much she likes this law. Right, other drivers, so not Dara. This hasn't <laughs> happened with Dara,
0: but with other drivers. Emily likes
1: the possibilities.
0: I do, I do. Um, but that is a reason I'm disappointed we don't have a BYOB culture Um I used to date a guy who lived in Philly, and that was one of the things we really liked about restaurants in Philly or going to Kennett Square when he was down here, was that we could spend time together going to a wine shop like Moore Brothers or Mm -hmm. Swig, choosing a wine that we would really enjoy, and then choosing someplace for dinner. And sort of the experience of choosing a wine, choosing a restaurant, having dinner could be like the entire evening. And it was still really affordable because we were doing
1: BYO. It's very communal because you're, I mean, it's like a procession you're going maybe you went somewhere before then you're going to get wine then you're going to get dinner um, and so it's just it, it involves more people and
0: and it's a more shared experience too yeah. um I think uh, especially BYO culture it encourages you to choose a wine together that you'll both enjoy mm-hmm. um, and I love wine and I love sh- Everyone from the podcast knows I love sharing everything (laughs) that I love. So um, choosing wine and sharing it with somebody else for me is something really exciting and something that I love. And so I enjoy that process of spending that time together and, and picking something that will complement both of our tastes. Mm -hmm. So I think that that can be something you miss out on in a restaurant because, okay, we're just each going to have one glass of wine. We'll just order the thing that we each want. um, And and there's maybe not as much thought put into sharing the experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. So I think that's one thing that I'd like to see change. And then the other is that it I would love to see more people out in the city. So it takes some getting used to when you think of of a city and then you go into... Delaware or right into Wilmington the heart of Wilmington and then no one's out you know you you can it can seem like a ghost town lots of you know at a lot of different points of time during the day where you would expect to see more people out so Mm -hmm. what do you guys
1: think about that have you experienced that so I, I don't work in Wilmington. Um, Emily does, but the other week, um, I happened to be in the city in the middle of the day and, um, it was right around lunchtime and like, it was just your, your regular weekday lunchtime. And I was like, Oh, this is what it's like to be someone who works in Wilmington and is looking for some place to eat or is just like taking a break. And, um, I think it does, it does have a very different vibe to it. Um, than than other cities or even just um i think that wilmington can feel like a different city both depending on where you are in the city and depending on the day of the week and the time i 100 percent agree with dara
0: um so i work on the riverfront right near the train station i I actually love going down to the Riverfront Market for lunch, which a lot of people don't even know it exists. So there's been a lot of hype for the new food hall that's gonna come in near Hotel DuPont. And I'm excited for it, don't get me wrong. I think it's great. But are we not realizing we have
1: this awesome food hall down on the riverfront? I think a lot of people don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but like every time I go, I really enjoy And I've been there a couple of times with like a group where we meet there for lunch and then like we go to the movies at the riverfront. Mm-hmm. And I think it's helpful when you're with a group because everyone can get what they want.
0: It is. Everyone loves it. They've got sushi. They have Thai. There's a Mexican pizza. Um... Harry's, which has rebranded with the new ownership to Bank Seafood. They have like a quick-to-go place where you can get sandwiches. And actually, um, I believe it's called Savannah Kitchen or Savannah Salad, something like that. Um, They actually just opened, so there used to be a little deli where you could get sandwiches and salads. And now they've rebranded, and they have sort of like superfood bowls, so kale, sweet potato, that kind of thing. So I'm really excited. I actually haven't been to Savannah yet, but I'm going to hit it up. So I love going there for lunch, but I definitely can see what you mean. At lunchtime the city comes alive because you have all of the law offices, all of the I mean the courthouse, Chase, the other, you know, the other banks that are downtown. Everybody comes out for lunchtime, and um, but I think we're starting to see a shift, right? So with more restaurants on Market Street being open for dinner, Stitch House has been a huge factor. I think you have a lot of people coming in there for the evening and not just for dinner before a show or dinner after a show. People are going to Stitch House for their evening event and their activity. And then you've got places like Bardea, Margot. And so just the more restaurants that are actually open for dinner, are great because you do have places like Cavanaugh's, which I love Cavanaugh's. They make a great salad. I love to go there. They're traditional. It's like a steak salad um, is really good, but they're a lunch only restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so Wilmington, to be honest, Market Street area pretty much had lunch only restaurants for a number of years. And so we're starting to see that shift where we have a lot of restaurants open for dinner, open on the weekends, and that's when they're actually really starting to make some money. I know. Um, and we had Arion on the podcast back in December. But he had his wedding at the Queen. The Queen is now partnered with Live Nation, and so they're bringing in like bigger acts, more exciting acts. They're selling more, um, more tickets, which are free, actually, a lot of their tickets, to things like trivia nights. And so they're making money off of the food and alcohol but the tickets are, are you know, the event is what's bringing you in. Ariane had his wedding at the Queen, so that was something that brought people into the city, and then he had sort of the after party was at Merchant Bar, and so again, like there were actually two after parties at Merchant Bar that night. Um, the the, or sorry, his reception wasn't at the queen. Sorry. His reception was at the Delaware historical society. Another wedding was at the queen that night and both ended up at merchant bar at the end of the evening. I had to correct myself there. So it was great to see that we're starting to have this nightlife during the week when people mm-hmm. are having dinner
1: and then on the weekends as well. So I do have to jump in and this is just like a funny aside, or I hope it's a funny aside. Um, but this past weekend, uh, so Emily and I have been doing the podcast for almost a year now, but, um, there are, like, no real photos of us. Um, and if there are, they've been, like, taken on an iPhone, um, like, really quickly by a friend. Um, so we we asked our friend Ryan um, Catalani, who has been on the podcast in the past. You've probably heard us name drop him. Um, one of his, his many talents is that he's a photographer. He took photos of us around Wilmington this weekend, and we got to take photos, like, in the middle of the street, on Market Street, and... He told me they looked good I don't know I didn't see them but it did make me feel super cool it made me feel really cool um, they
0: were during the golden hour as he he was sure to get us to do our photos in the late afternoon early evening right as golden hour was hitting the sun was setting and so we have some great photos hopefully of us on market street with the lights behind us and all of that and um it's as silly as it sounds so we would sort of watch for a break in the traffic run out in the street ryan would take five or six pictures and then we'd all run out of the street again um and so that was fun but um it did The entire shoot for that day ended up very much feeling like an engagement shoot because it was basically just pictures of me and Dara sort of sitting lovingly together or (laughs) looking at each other lovingly. And so... In our
1: pink pants. In
0: our pink pants. And so we did... um, do some Instagramming of behind-the-scenes photos. And the more I looked at them, the more they looked like our engagement <laughs> photos. We have big news coming. We gonna... do have big news coming. So stay tuned, everyone. There's a lot coming for Della Darling in the next couple months. <laughs> it, rem-
2: it reminds me of, uh, or I'm getting a visual of the uh, police chief, uh, the police chief's picture that they just had. In, when, I guess he was in maybe the... Delaware Today magazine or one of the magazines where he was backlit and he was on Market Street and it was a really cool picture. So it sounds like it might look like that.
0: And I don't know for sure, but I would guess that those were from Moonloop Photography.
1: They might have been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we love Moonloop. Dara and I have both been in weddings where Moonloop were the photographers. Um, And
1: sneak peek, there may be some Moonloop photos of us coming at you soon. Um, so Sue, one of the things that we always like to talk about, um, is Susan. Oh my God. (laughs) Susan. I have to tell you, I live with someone named, I lived in someone named Sue's attic when I was in grad school. Um, so, so Dara's having
0: a hard time. We, we both are because, (laughs) because, well, and you know, it's so, it's so funny because, um, I there are definitely people who probably don't know my name and think of me as the Della Darling. Um, Dara is a little smarter and her handle is just Dara McBride, which is her name. So people we know We can't both
1: be the Della Darling. And you are the Della Darling. I
0: am the Della Darling. There's the, the one and only. Um and so we're 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 on it, we know, but but obviously um even we had Amy Watson Bish on back in November to talk about pies and you know every time I think of her I have to go oh you know Amy Watson Fish at that pie girl. Mm-hmm. And so
1: you know we become our social media handles. Yeah. Your Instagram is going to be blowing up. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. But what I wanted what I wanted to ask you Susan yes. is that Um, When we were setting this up, we were emailing, and you said you had something coming up at the Delaware Art Museum that you were looking forward to going to, Um, and it's something I will admit I haven't paid attention to some of the exhibits they have coming through, Uh, but I love visiting the Art Museum because I love illustration, and they have a fantastic collection there, and it all has a a fantastic local connection as well. Agreed. And I'm just going to cut
0: in real quick, because for those who love a deal, um, the Art Museum actually has happy hours, so you can go, you can get a drink, and on Thursdays, entrance is free during their happy hour. So and
1: I, I think it's also free on Sundays. It, it is, is free on
0: Sundays, so you can go Sunday, and you can go Thursday night. Um, I um, We don't talk about this too much on the podcast, but I am an active dating participant in the Wilmington dating community, <laughs> um, so if you know any... <laughs> Handsome young men who are eligible, send them my way. They have to love Delaware, though. They, do. At least they have to understand about me loving Delaware. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually have taken a date on a Thursday night happy hour to the art museum. I think it's a really nice way to spend an evening together. So um, I may have to check out my next exhibit. So Young Men of Wilmington. If you're interested, I would like to go, and I don't mind going when admission is free. <laughs> but Su- Susan, tell us. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're really struggling. But Susan, tell us more about that exhibit that's coming up.
2: Okay, sure. Well, first off, what a great place for a date. That's a great idea. Uh, and then no, you don't have to worry about anybody paying because it's free. So
0: that's I know. Much. And you can have a glass of wine you and walk around. So you have an activity and yeah. something to do with your hands. It's,
2: mm-hmm. really, it's very good. Yes, good to have something to do with your hands too on your first date. So, um. <laughs> I'm sorry, you walked right into that one.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you just. Some of us are very awkward people, and we talk about Delaware too much. <laughs>
2: Um, How many times did you pop that wine? I'm just wondering. No, I'm
0: kidding you. Twice. Um, I popped it twice now. (laughs) Well, we. um, So I have to tell you. So Dara was struggling to get the cork out, and I was like, "Oh, let me have it." And literally, like, I pulled that thing right out. But then it bubbled over, and it was a whole thing. Um, And then while we've been recording, we we actually so we had done a little photo op before we started recording, and that included my state of Delaware shaped wine saver. So we had popped that back in the wine bottle. And so then when I uncorked it again earlier, I was actually pulling my state of Delaware wine stopper out. Yeah.
2: Very cool. Well, we got to hear it has a good pop. But anyway, getting back to the question, uh, I am going to be going to the fairy tales to nursery rhymes exhibit. So there's a, a member's preview of the drawler collection which is a collection of picture books. So I'm excited to, to go to that. And there's going to be a little celebration that has finger sandwiches and petite fours and refreshing lemonade cocktail. So that sounds really fun. So if you're a member, certainly sign up for that. But then of course that's for the preview. Uh, then you can go for free if you're not a member on a Thursday night uh, and You'll know what to do with your hands. You'll get a glass of wine, and or you can go on a Sunday.
1: So, um, so since you are a member, um, do you have a favorite work of art that's in the like the the full time collection at the Delaware Art Museum?
2: Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh, there's a lot there. I love the new Dupont. A collection that from the Hotel Dupont that was uh, donated to the museum. It's beautiful. It's very well. Uh, it's a larger larger collection than I would expect, and it's very well uh, uh, exhibited. So I'm, I'm really astonished at for such a small museum. Well, it's not even that small for such a for a museum that you find in the middle of a residential neighborhood. It's actually a large museum with an amazing collection. Uh, but one uh, one painting that stands out is uh, one of the pre-Raphaelite, pre-Raphaelite paintings of a woman in a long white gown. And the reason that, that it stands out is because I joined the book club there and we read The Woman in White. So that was pointed out to me. So I have a different appreciation having read the book and now... I'm familiar with the painting, so that one sticks out to me. So another great thing to do, join the book club. I love
1: that. And I I didn't actually, I don't know if I know, if I didn't know, or if I just didn't appreciate that they had a book club there. Yeah, I didn't realize that either, but um,
0: this is a good opportunity for us to sort of talk about some other favorite book club venues, I guess I would say. Um, so obviously most of Newcastle County library systems, most of them have various book clubs you can join. So we always encourage library usage, both as obviously a place to borrow books, but you can borrow eBooks, audiobooks, and they're great community centers with various activities going on. But the other place is the bookshop in Hockessin. They have various book clubs as well.
1: Yes. The Hockessin bookshelf.
0: Yes, the Hocasm Bookshelf. And so they have like a young adult book club, um, which is... Well, it's
1: a young adult book club for... Anyone. Any
0: ages. Right. So young adult fiction, but for anyone who's interested in young mm-hmm. adult fiction, which I fall into that category yeah. And I'll
1: they think. have a, an Eat, Drink, Read book club. They have a murder mystery one. And the Eat, Drink, Read, I believe usually the book has
0: some sort of food theme to it, and they try to incorporate that in some way to the book club discussion, whether that's in their snacks, something like that.
1: I'm not sure, but I know that there's definitely reading and there's definitely eating. And we like both of those things. Yeah. And then I think it should also be mentioned that um, Barnes and Noble, even though they are like thought of as a national chain. Um, if you are a member, or if you're just following along, that they have local social media handles and you yes. can find out about um, local events happening. I know, Emily, you went to a book signing with a local yes, author. Yes, I this. went to a
0: book signing um, with an author who was writing about the Delaware, uh, base space ball team. Mm -hmm. So baseball, as we know it is one word, but in the 1800s, it was two and it was a totally different, um, atmosphere, vintage baseball. And we have a couple of vintage baseball teams in the area. One specifically in Delaware that often will play in Rockford park. Um, but that being said, I I think we need to wrap up and give, give
1: everybody sort of what we're looking forward to. Mm -hmm. So D, um, let me know. So um, Susan, earlier you did mention um, that like at Hagley you were able to attend a documentary screening and that reminded me um, that uh, places like Theater N in Wilmington and the Cinema Art Theater in Lewis, if you're downstate, um, they're showing different Oscar movies. Um, around this time some of them are like the oscar shorts that are more difficult to see and then some of them um they're just doing screenings of films that that have been um oscar nominated uh and they're happening at different times so i would just suggest that you look up uh, those two theaters and and find out when um when things are showing and i i think it's also a, a good uh a good rule or or encouragement to just like Maybe if you're free and a movie happens to be playing, if you haven't heard of it or if it wasn't on your list, see it anyway. Because it, be it might open you up. Yeah, Theater N has a lot of great movies.
0: I've been there to see um, in the last year, actually, a number of times. I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody. I went to see A Star is Born, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which was the Mr. Rogers documentary, and RBG, which is the RBG documentary. Uh-huh. I know. It's cleverly named. Um, and so I love going there. The tickets are actually pretty inexpensive. They have a popcorn machine. You can buy drinks and all that stuff. And so it's really great for that those events. Um, and then other, other things we've got coming up. So, Dara, you had actually made a note that Girl Scout cookie booths, which... Um, have been open since February 1st are out. So you can actually go on to GSCB, which is Girl Scouts Chesapeake Bay.org slash cookies, and you can find cookie booths. I actually bought cookies a couple of weeks ago. I walked out of Giant on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and there was a lovely... Um, Brownie, actually, she looked like she was probably third grade or so, Um, was selling cookies. And I walked out and she said, would you like to buy some cookies? And she managed the whole interaction by herself with no parental input, which I loved. And it's one of the reasons that I think you and I both loved Girl Scouts Mm -hmm. growing up is that it really encouraged us to... Get out of our comfort zone and talk to strangers and, and sell our product, which...
1: And now we're doing that all the time on the podcast. <laughs> we are.
0: We are. We're selling Delaware to anyone who will listen. Um, and so I, I love supporting the Girl Scouts and young women who are learning those skills. So um, check those out and, and support a local Girl Scout. And then the last thing I have coming up, and I'm so excited, Dara's heard me talk about this podcast a lot. But it's the Girls Gotta Eat podcast, which um, has two hosts, but one of the hosts, Ashley Hesseltine, is actually from Smyrna, Delaware. So she went to Clemson for college, moved to Atlanta, and has since moved to New York City and started this podcast. And it's sort of a sex relationship comedy podcast she actually does stand-up sometimes at the starboard in Dewey um and they are coming to Philly so they're doing three live shows in Philly I'm really excited I snagged tickets to one of them so I'm probably gonna be the only one there like rocking the Delaware tea (laughs) and being like Ashley we're from the same homeland um but I'm excited about it Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah, Sue, is there, um, is there anything else you'd suggest that our listeners hit up in the next couple weeks? Um, anything you're looking forward to or um, you know, favorites that are good at any time?
2: Uh, yeah, another thing I'm looking forward to is the Delaware Symphony Orchestra is performing at the Gold Ballroom at the Hotel DuPont on the 19th, and it's part of their Chamber Series concert event, and it looks really fun. The You know, how can you beat the splendor of that venue so you can get single tickets if it's just yourself and you can't get a date or you can go with somebody. So um, I'll be there.
1: So I'll wave and say hi if if you don't have someone to go with. And they usually give you a program, right? So you can hold that, and that's can that can be what you do with your hands, is that you hold the program.
0: Well, they're and also serving guys, uh,
1: macarons beforehand. Oh.
0: So <laughs> and so okay. you can hold a macaron in one hand, a program in the other, and then when you finish your macaron, you can take a picture of your program for your Instagram. Of
2: course. <laughs> you know, you've got so it all going on.
0: We've got it all going on. So Susan shared some of the best places to eat, places to grab some takeout, and things to do in Delaware. And we're so glad that somebody other than me and Dara
1: were able to share those things. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Susan.
0: Thank you guys
2: for having me, and thank you for all you are doing to promote an amazing state. People should be proud of living here and should really invest in their neighborhoods and their community because it's very, very special.
0: Well, we agree. We love it here. We love all of our Delaware enthusiasts, everyone who helps to support the podcast. And so with that, we'll say goodbye and talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Della Darling podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Della Darling pod on Instagram and Twitter and the Della Darling on Facebook.